Oh, give the Lord praise this morning. All right, and all God's people say it. If you're wondering why we're here today, uh, we're not here to, to, to keep a pattern. We're not here for a habit. We're not here because it's Sunday. We're here because the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, left heaven, came to this earth, took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And when he was found in the likeness of man, he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He took upon our sin, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness in him. We are saved. We are free. We are going to heaven. There's a place prepared for us in glory because Jesus Christ died on a cross. Three days he was in the ground. On the third day he arose. Somebody say amen. He was declared righteous by his Father through the, the power of the resurrection. He is seated at the right hand of the Father as I speak right now, interceding on our behalf, praying for you, praying for me. Pray, oh, say amen. amen. So we got a reason to be here. Right. We got a reason to be here. Amen. Boy, I'm excited. Are you excited? Yeah. All right. Brother Dewan, you come on up. Brother Kenny, where are you at? Brother, yeah. yeah. Will y'all help me? Well, y'all help me welcome. Y'all already know him. Uh, 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 one might be new. One is old. That's <laughs> me. But uh, uh, Brother Kenny Parks and Brother Dewan Reese. Will y'all help me welcome them to the platform? All right. Have a seat. Have a seat. Y'all can be seated. Y'all can be seated. It's good to be here. Uh, we, we are uh, going to do a little interview before I start. Uh, uh, just, just to kind of give you a little intro to, to this deal. Uh, most of you know, may know both of these. Most of you may not know either one of these. So I'm going to introduce Brother Kenny Parks uh, uh, is, is kind of new to our church, kind of new to uh, uh, really Christianity. He has just got saved. Uh, how long have you been saved now? About a, six months? Six months. Six months. I knew... I knew it was less than a year, but I didn't realize it was that short. Hey, man, that, that's, that's awesome. And this old geezer here. <clears throat> now, uh, we keep Brother Dewan around so Miss Cindy will stay. Amen? Uh, Brother Dewan, how long have you been saved? About 34 years. 34 years. And about how many years of those were you pastoring? 34. 34, all right. <laughs> they broke him right in. Amen? <laughs> now, so, so basically, we have two opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Six months, been saved six months, and, and, and uh, uh, what, what took place here, I'm going to steal all your thunder. Uh, brother, brother Jeff Robertson uh, was, was uh, I believe Brother Ralph, was Brother Ralph with him? Brother Chris Ralph, he was with him. Uh, they were inviting people to church, going and, and, and witnessing. Uh, found you in your driveway, am I correct? You want to tell the rest? Yeah. Uh, it was one of the normal days. Riding a bicycle to her friend's house, we'd gone through the garage and opened the door and getting her bike out, and I see Jeff Robertson and old an old friend Chris Ralph coming up my driveway, and I've known Chris for ten years, and he was just the different a different man than I I knew back then, and you know I, I had a feeling in my chest that my wife something wasn't right. There was always something going on, and bickering with my wife and the kids and and it just that was the day and 
And Jeff came up, and we were just talking, and, and he was hitting the scripture, and he opened the Bible. And I knew right then. I said, this was, this was the problem. Amen. And uh, Jeff asked me that day, he said, you, is there a reason for you not to be saved, not to take Jesus into your heart right now? I said, no, there's not a good reason at all. And the three of us stood at, in my driveway and prayed. Amen. And it, it was just meant to be just the connections with, with Temple Church that I didn't know were there. With, with Jeff and Chris. And of course, I'm asking Jeff and him about what, what are the children's program I have for these small girls. And he said, let me send my youth pastor over in the next few days. And it was, it was Josh Stansel and Kind of a, he'd lived down the road for me for several years, and he knew my sister and my father through the gym, and it was just too many connections. Just a divine it, appointment. It was. It really was. Amen. Church, say amen. Amen. All right. Uh, How'd you come to know Christ? I was 17 years old. 17 and, years old. It's a Bellevue High Baptist Church, and uh, I knew the guy was dealing with me. I, I, as a young kid, at eight years old, I thought I was saved, but I realized that night I wasn't. And uh, I don't ever remember what Junior Hill preached on that night, evangelist, but uh, he preached on hell, and I knew I was headed to it. Amen. And I come to know Jesus Christ, our personal Savior, that night. Amen. 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 Yeah. yeah. Preachers like Junior Hill. Yeah, man, that's right. He could preach. Yeah, Boy, he, it seemed like he'd take the most simple things and make it so profound. What was so much? He said, Now, y'all look at my nose. Look at your nose. Look at my nose when I preach. I mean, I didn't take nothing. He knew every room and he took us to the part of hell. Seven different things I never will forget. And uh, I knew I was headed there. I didn't Amen. want to go. Amen. Anyway. Now, Amen. here's the thing six months, 30. 31, 34 years. 34 years. And, and y'all know what we've been doing. The whole month, we've been, we've been trying to do everything we can to encourage you, inspire you, uh, motivate you to get, get in, in, included and invested in this, the life group system with, with our, our new program, the, the, the Continue book. Uh, uh, it's a discipleship book that we, we've told you about to help you get grounded in the faith. And, and the reason these two guys are up here is because sometimes you have uh, you have people that make comments or, or have questions or wonder who is this for? Who is this for? And we want to clarify that this morning. Who this is for? If you are a church member, this is for you. If you are not a church member, this is for you. If you believe in Christ, this is for you. If you don't know Christ, this is definitely for you. If you are skinny. This is for you. If you are not, <clears throat> this is for you. Now, am I, am I right? Uh, brother, brother Jeff started, he took you through uh, our continue book, the discipleship book we're fixing to start here in, in a week. Uh, and, and do I remember this right? That in the first lesson, your wife, Jeff was taking you and your wife through it, and your wife trusted Christ in the first lesson. In the very first lesson. Isn't that great? Now, that's my point. Listen, listen. It doesn't matter if you know Christ or not. This is for you. 
this is for you. All across the board, from the top to the bottom, this is for you. Now, let's, let's Brother Kenny, I want, I want you just kind of in your own words. You don't have to uh, give a speech or nothing, but just in your own words, what, what, is this, what has this book meant to you? How has this helped you? For me as a new Christian, this has been such a foundation. Uh, my wife, uh, Jeff, had been on us, hey, let's, let's do this book together. This is for you being new. This will be something y'all can do together and really start your walk through Christ together. And which I'd talked to Jeff, and he knew that's what we were, we were needing. Sure. And so this book is for marriage counseling in a way as well. Um, we spent an hour together with Jeff. We did it on Wednesdays during the middle of the day because she's off work. I'm able to get free. And, and even now that it's ended, we're yearning for that hour. So that's, we're for sure going to be here today to get connected with a life group. Amen. Amen. But the questions from the beginnings of it, as our walk through Christianity was in that book. And if it wasn't, Jeff found the answer if he didn't know the answer. Uh, He'll make one up if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I trained him well. Trained him well. So for us, and it was an introduction to the church because we met the staff members and we met, met you, and and I'm the greatest introduction of all to the Bible. There you go. Here's here's a deal that I I see a lot. Sometimes people are afraid of this because they're afraid they can't do it, or they're afraid that the book is going to be too hard, or they they're afraid that they're they're not going to know something that maybe somebody else does. Uh, it, it, would it be safe to say that you didn't have a whole lot of Bible knowledge before you went into this? That'd be very correct. And so, so, but it it didn't intimidate. No, it, it, it was just something that you learned every 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 time you, you open the book, you learn something. Correct. Correct. Yes, sir. Uh, all right. All right, uh, brother Dewan. Uh, uh, the opposite end of the spectrum. You know, uh, we have people who feel like they've been in church long enough; they know it all. <laughs> right. Yes, sir. And 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 so. All right, you've been there. You've taken, and I have too. I have too. I mean, I, I've I've been to every conference, every seminar, Bible college seminar, the whole deal. And man, I, I learned something. But they're not going to take my word for it because they just think I'm saying it because I want them to go through it. So you've been there. You've been pastoring. You've been in, in, in church a long time. Got a lot of Bible knowledge. Uh, what did it mean to you? I tell you what, I, I really can't put it to words, really, but. Uh... I know I told Jason, I might have said something to Jeff too, as being my disciple. Uh, I didn't feel worthy to teach him. That's how much it spoke to me. But I got to going into it. And uh, if you've been here and been a Christian for many years, I want you to realize something. You'll get something out of it. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what I wish after I got to the 14th chapter. I think I told Jeff, I said, man, I wish I'd take this back to the churches I used to pastor. Yeah. Some of them deacons need to hear it. I mean, you know, <laughs> but. Uh, but I mean, it's uh, hey, I, okay, okay. But uh, uh, I hope ain't nothing listening anyway. But uh, I do. I, even myself, the world as wide a, web, right there. I'll probably get some phone calls, just sending some texts. So anyway, but uh, it's true. Uh, it's uh, it's God's experience, and as being a pastor for for years, thirty four years. Um, to me, it just opened up a lot more perspective of of His Word. I believe now I, I pick up the Bible a lot more and study it than what I used to. 
I kept the book with me all the time. Cindy kept on telling me, she said, you don't let me read it. I said, no, it's on me because I go out of town every weekend uh, and I take it with me. But every morning in that motel room, I, I picked it up and I read the devotions in it. I prayed and, and what God just led me to do during that day of his word. Going out witnessing, going out and doing uh, what you need to do as a Christian, man, it, it just brings it out to you. And it's a lot different, making you more bolder. And man, you got something that when you got God in your life, ain't nothing else going to touch yeah. you. That's it. That, and that was the thing that I I'd for, usually hadn't really uh, made an emphasis on throughout this month is the, the devotions. <laughs> you know, people call me all the time, oh, what's, what's a good devotion book? What's a good devotion book? Between each lesson, there's devotions throughout that, throughout that week that are really good, man. I mean, it makes you focus on, yes, on the truth that's there. So, that, so did, that, did that help you? Yeah, absolutely did. Uh, memory verses every week, applications, how to take it outside the church doors. Uh, and it's something I'm still going on now. I'm still looking back now and working on memory verses and looking back through the applications, you know, even when we've been done with the class for a month now. And so every day, and even we, I got my set time in the mornings and, and before we go to work. Uh, it created a habit. It created so, a great habit. Amen. Amen. Now, here's the thing. I know, I know they just said something that just probably shook some of y'all, and you got a cold chill all the way down to your spine. Memory verses. <laughs> I remember that from Christian school growing up as a little kid. Man, oh, goodness. Now, listen, this is the way this is going to work. This is the way this is going to work. I'm not going to beat you over the head about nothing. Y'all are sheep. This is a trough, and we're going to put the food in it. Amen. You eat all you want. In other words, in other words, we're not going to have a test at the end of the week. Okay, quote your verse. <laughs> it's not about that. It's there if you choose to use it. If you choose not to, that's between you and God. Listen, it's just there to help, okay? So don't nobody get wigged out. Oh, my goodness, I can't remember verses. I can't even remember my kids' names. I understand that. <laughs> Listen, use Doc, Rico, Julio, that works. They'll know. In a while, they'll come to whatever. Amen? So I understand the forgetfulness of not being able to remember stuff. Okay? So don't let that keep you from doing something that you know God is telling you to do. All right? Don't let fear be an issue. Fear is, fear, this is, this is nothing to be afraid of. It's here for your opportunity to grow and to be a better person. So if you've, I, I was going to say, if you've been saved six months, but when, when your wife started, she wasn't saved. In the, in the first lesson, trusted Christ. So even if you're not saved or you don't know if you are, if, you're, if you don't even know if you believe anything yet, because there's in a crowd this size, there's all kinds. Amen? It's for you. If you've been saved years and years and years and you've pastored churches, it doesn't matter. It's for you. Amen. It will be an encouragement and be a blessing. So will y'all take just a second and thank these guys and give them a hand for being up here and helping me today. All right. Thank you, brother. All right, Kenny, God bless you. I tell you what, you know it'll make you bold when you save six months and the preacher's got you up in front of everybody, amen? All right, grab your Bibles and turn to the book of Acts. Turn to the book of Acts. This is going to be short and sweet. Short and sweet. Nobody has ever got mad because the sermon was too short. Say amen. All right, I have learned, I have learned... Uh, 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 Brother Steve Hurt in one of our classes, he said one of the most important things to remember 
one of the most important things to remember when you're preaching. It says, when you see the airport, land the planes. Amen. So we're going we're gonna to do that today. I, I, I tried to, to think about what would be good and what we needed to go over today. Uh, we've gone through Acts chapter number 2, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and breaking the bread and, and prayers and, and house to house. And all, all of these things we talked about and how we need to be faithful and how we need to be committed and, and, and how we need to, to, to focus on God's word and, and go through that. But today, I'm going to do a topical one. I don't usually do that. I like going verse by verse or staying with the chapter and that. But today, I want to do a topical one. And, and I titled it today, Reasons. Reasons. Say that with me. Everybody say it. Reasons. I want to give you just a couple reasons why I think you need to be here this afternoon, sign up, and, and, and go through this book with us, all right? Here's some reasons. Uh, and by the way, in your, in your chair, in your chair, uh, you, should, you should find a, a, a reminder, a card, stick that in your pocket, and also a Life Groups catalog. If you want to be looking through that before you get here this afternoon, you can be looking through that at the times and the teachers and those that are with that. Uh, uh, put that in your uh, memory banks and have that with you, all right? And all God's people say it. In Acts chapter number 2, let me just read the text. It says in verse 41, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they, everybody say it, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. So, so there's a two-part two ministry here. They would meet at the temple because that was the, that was the only place it was big enough to hold all the people to meet. It wasn't because they were going and offering sacrifices. They were not going back to Judaism. They were going to the only building that would hold that many people at one time. Are you with me? Say amen. Uh, they would meet at the temple, they would meet at a gathering place, and, 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 and one of the, the apostles would teach them what Jesus had taught them, and then they would gather from house to house. They would gather together to fellowship, they would gather together to eat bread together, they would gather together to study together, and, 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 and live life together. They stay connected. If that makes sense, say amen. amen. So there was a two-part deal. Then it says this. It says, uh, 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 they did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And look what happened. Look what the Lord did. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved, those who were being saved. Now, who saves people? The Lord. Who's gonna, if this church is going to grow, who's going to cause it to happen? The Lord. the Lord. I can't save anybody. I can't, I can't make anybody believe. I can't. And by the way, if you can, it ain't getting done. If it's because you're such a good uh, convincer or, or, or such a good debater, that's not it. Paul, didn't, Paul said, I didn't come to you with excellency of speech. I didn't come to you with slick words. He said, I came to you in the power of the Holy Spirit. Say amen. And so that's how it's got to be. The Lord's going to add to the church. As we're doing our part, what is our part? Continuing, continuing. Now listen, let's pray and, and, and let's look at some reasons. Lord, thank you so much for your blessings, your mercy. Uh, Lord, I, I have so enjoyed church today. I, I, I have so enjoyed the worship and the singing. It's such a, 
a great atmosphere of your presence and, and your people are, are excited. Lord, we're motivated. This is something that has that is, is created a lot of momentum in our church. And I pray that you will continue that. You will drill in our hearts the importance of what we're doing. And God will thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, number one. <clears throat> number one, I'm going to give you four words and then we'll pray. And, 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 well, it ain't Shoney's. What I don't know where y'all going to cracker barrel, I reckon. Amen. All right. Number one, why, why should I come and, and, and go through this book? Why should I go through the continue book? Number one, the most important reason, and really it's the only reason that matters, uh, 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 but I gave you some more. After this one, the others are insignificant because this is the most important. It's because of obedience. Obedience. Say that with me. Obedience. Everybody say it. Obedience. Say it again. Obedience. Obedience. Look what it says in John chapter number 8. Verse 31, then said Jesus, not the preacher, not the deacon, not the Sunday school teacher, not your mama, not your grandpa, then said Jesus to the Jews who believed on him, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now what are we all claiming to be? We are all claiming, wanting, desiring, or you should be, you should want to be a disciple of Christ. A disciple is a student. A disciple is a learner. A disciple is a follower. In other words, the steps that Jesus took, we take those steps. The things that Jesus did, we do those things. The things that Jesus said, we say those things. The way Jesus thought, even in his thinking, it says, let this mind be in you. Which was also in Christ Jesus. His way of thinking. That is a disciple. And if we're going to be a disciple... We cannot be a disciple unless we continue in his word according to Jesus. According to Jesus. How many of y'all grew up in the age of the whooping? <clears throat> Amen. God bless y'all. Y'all, y'all. y'all was raised way before time out. Way before. I, I was raised before the corner. I never heard in my life, go to the corner. For what? I, no, no, no. I, I heard, give me my belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you, if, your kids, if your kids never had the fear of hearing that, flip, 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 flip. <laughs> Do I have a witness in the house? Yeah, y'all heard that. You know why? Because the anticipation of death is worse than death itself. Am I right? And so if you grew up in that era, in that time, you've heard this before. When you said why, this is what you heard. Because. Y'all preaching the gospel now. You know why we should do this? Because he said so. I shouldn't have to motivate you. I shouldn't have to beg you. I shouldn't have to do anything. We shouldn't even have to have an interview, even though those interviews were cool. You should do it because he said so. Because he said so. Continue in my word. Just to be obedient. You know, we, 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 <laughs> we sung a song when we little kids. O B E D. I-E-N-C-E. Do I have a witness? Y'all remember that? 
Obedience is the very best. Y'all ain't even Christian. You don't know that song? A.D., I saw your daughter back there shaking her head. You, you have failed as a parent. <laughs> Obedience is the very best way to show that I believe. Obedience. Obedience. Just do what he says. And he said this, why do you call me Lord if you're not going to do the things that I say? Right? So, number one, number one, the most important reason to continue in his word, the most important reason is what? Obedience. Obedience. Say it again. Obedience. 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 Number two, number two. I put this down, and I did. I I tried to be as as honest and as real as I could be. I talked to the guys in the the hallway and and said, what is is in your mind? And we kind of put this together. Uh, the second reason, the second reason I feel like you need to be here and, and, and go through this is not just obedience. That's number one without a question. That's got to be number one. It says, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman needs not to be ashamed, rightly divided the word of truth. First Timothy 4.12, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. So there's no question he is commanding us and he's expecting us to, to study his word, read his word, know his word. So obedience is number one. Secondly, is deception. Say that with me. Everybody say it. Deception. Deception. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. The word perfecting means completing, maturing, developing. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till. Till. In other words, something he's expecting something to happen. If you follow and, 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 and you are, 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 are doing your part, I'm doing my part, the leaders are doing their part, and we're all doing our part, there's a destination we're going to end up. Where is that? Till we all come in the unity of the faith, we're going to be unified, we're going to be together, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, we're going to know Christ better, we're going to know Him and His way of thinking and His way of acting, unto a perfect man, we know that means complete, a mature person, under the measure, the stature, the fullness of Christ. Watch this. Here's the most important part. Verse 14. That we henceforth be no more children. Look at your neighbor and tell him, grow up. You let me tell you why? You let me tell you why? <laughs> Brother Dewan said, hey, some deacons need to go through this book because they need to grow up. Church splits and church splinters and getting mad here and go there. I don't like this one. I'll go over there. And and, and people are jumping ship and going to another ship and corrupting the ship they're going to. You know what they all need to do? Grow up. Grow up. I believe, one, most of these turkeys ain't even saved. Two, if they are saved, they need to grow up. Quit being a baby. Quit acting spoiled rotten. Grow up. Paul said that we be no more children. How do you know if you're acting like a child? Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He said that we be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. That means every teaching that comes along. Every time something new comes along, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Now, what is Paul saying here? 
that if you are not mature, if you are not developed, if you are not grounded in the faith, if you are not established in the word of God, that there's always going to be something new come on the horizon. There's always going to be a new fad. There's always going to be a new teacher. There's always going to be a new idea. There's always going to be a new movement, whether it's on the radio, whether it's listen on TV, whether it's in, in the local. Have you noticed, have you noticed how, how, how people migrate to the new? People migrate to the new. If, if you look in a community... If you look into the community, and by the way, Temple was new at one time. Temple was the hot thing. Temple was the cool place to be. And listen, from one church to another, these people just migrate. And they just go to one or the other. They don't get grounded. They don't get established. They're not committed to a body of Christ. They just go where the cool place is to go, where they have the hip singing, where they have the cool deal. Somebody say amen. Well, you're going to have to figure this out. Everybody ain't right. If they're teaching different stuff, somebody's wrong. Now, I wonder how many people are basing where they go on whether the doctrine that they're teaching is right or not. (coughs) Yeah, it's getting quiet, ain't it? Or is the playground cooler than the other? Is the singing more talented or more whatever? Is the speaker more charismatic than the other? Is he funnier or is he, is he more whatever? It needs to be this. Is he telling the truth? I'm afraid, I'm afraid we're basing where we go way too much on the wrong things. It should be, is it true? Is he teaching sound doctrine first? And then go from there. I'm not, listen, don't, don't, don't think this. Don't think this. I'm not, I'm not against anybody. I, I, see, I see pastors of, of real small churches that, that get frustrated because it seems like they lose people to other places that seem to have more to offer. I've been, I've been at both of these things. I understand that. And I, I've been when it's very, very small. I've been there. Trust me. I understand all of that stuff. But the, the deal is this. The deal is this. It, it, it's irrelevant what you have to offer if you're not offering the word first. And I'm not, I'm not frustrated at at any other church offer anything. I think we got more to offer. That, that That's not an issue. I'm not jealous. I'm not insecure. I think we got a whole lot to offer. What is frustrating to me is that the people that are going after the wrong things. And I, 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 listen, I'm telling you, sound doctrine is first. Why? Here's what we don't get. There are people on TV, on radio, in your communities that are teaching false doctrine. And they're slick. Let me use, let me use the words Paul used. Let me use the words Paul used. Let's, let's, let's be King James about it, all right? Slight of men. Slight of men. Where do you hear that word slight? 
Where do you hear that word slight? Slight of hand? I think, I think of somebody on, on the, the, the street of New York with the cards and they're they, 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 they going to they take your money. It's a slight of hand. Watch this, watch this. Slight of men. Then what? Cunning. Cunning. That means slick. Cunning crafting, craftiness whereby they lie in wait to. You know what that tells me? They're doing it on purpose. You know what the sad part is? Jesus even describes some of these guys as wolves in. What does that mean? If the sheep isn't following close to the shepherd, they're going to get eaten alive because they're not going to recognize it. I'm telling you, you can go through this book. You can go through this book and turn on, uh, turn on somebody you really like. I, I've seen people, I've seen people Anyway, I'm not going to get to... Anyway, there are some ministers, some of you guys like, that you shouldn't. But because you're not grounded enough, you're not picking up on subtle, small things. Because they'll put just enough Bible in it to make it sound right. And you have just enough Bible in you that what they do say connects with what you know. But if you know just a little more, as soon as that person says, your antennas are going to go up and you're going to say, wait a minute. When they go to talking about losing your salvation or working for it or prosperity gospel garbage, Slide them in. Cunning craftiness. Wolves in sheep's clothing. There's false teachers everywhere. Paul had to deal with it. Timothy had to deal with it. MC's got to deal with it. But guess what? If you're grounded, nobody's going to fool you. You're not going to be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. This person over here said, okay, that's what's... Then this person over here said, and it's always the coolest person. You know who they have at conferences? The fastest growing churches. Name one verse in the Bible that says anything's supposed to be fast. But that's what we flock to. Because they got something new. This is the new thing. This is the innovative, groundbreaking. Well, according to Solomon... There ain't nothing new under the sun. You're just repackaging it. Amen. Number three, number three. I done killed that horse. Number three. Would y'all agree with me that deception is a real deal? Deception is a real deal. We, we said this, that, you know, Jim Jones, he didn't, he didn't get his converts off the street. He got them out of churches. That if they were grounded, if they knew the truth, there's no way in the world that he could say, I'm the Messiah, and they believe him. Are y'all with me? So deception, deception. We don't want to be deceived. I don't want you to be deceived. One day, one day, 
Listen, if the Lord tarries is coming, he may take me home. And you, you need, there's going to be somebody else step up here. And I want y'all so grounded that everyone that comes up here, you can say, all right. Let's see what you got. Search the scriptures daily to see if these things be so. Amen. Amen. Number three. Number three, here's a good reason. Not only because of deception. We see obedience, number one. Deception, number three. Readiness. Readiness. The word readiness, Webster's Dictionary says this. The state of being fully prepared for something. The state of being fully prepared for something. 1 Peter 3.15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready. Say that with me. And be. Ready. Say it again. And be. Ready. Always. When should, be re- when should we be ready? Always. Always. To give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Colossians 4, 5 through 6, walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Let me ask you a question. Are you ready to defend your faith? Are you ready to stand against an atheist? Let's not even go that far. Are you ready right now if your, if your auntie was to call you and said, I need to be saved, help me. Are you ready? Are you ready to give an answer to any man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you? I'm not saying you got to get up and debate uh, 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 Charles Dawkins or, or whatever that guy's name was. I'm not saying that. But can you sit down with a cup of coffee in a diner with some uh, Joe off the street and be able to say what you believe and why you believe it? Are you ready? Are you ready? You need to be ready. You shouldn't have to call the preacher. Hello? Are you ready? If you're not, you need to be. You need to be. You may tell you why and how the Lord added to the church daily those that were being saved is because the people that were believing were going out and telling everybody. Peter and John's going in the temple in the hour of prayer, just on, on their day off. And here's this opportunity. I wonder how many opportunities pass us by every single day because we're not. There's, a, there's an opportunity. There's an opportunity. Uh, you remember the disciples when they went to, uh, when, when the woman at the well and John? Y'all remember? I think it's, it's a four. I think it's John four. They went into the city where the woman was from. Jesus at the well. He takes advantage of an opportunity. He was ready. He shared the gospel with this woman, said who he was, and, and she believed on him. She goes back to the town, and she witnesses to everybody and brings the whole crowd, and the disciples didn't bring nothing but a sandwich. You know why? They were not ready. And because they were not ready, they didn't even see the opportunity. It's amazing the hard, how lucky we get the harder we work. I remember hearing this a long time ago. I remember hearing this a long time ago. God's got a prepared place for a prepared man. A prepared place for a prepared... I don't know why God ain't moving my life. Maybe you're not ready. 
Maybe you're not ready. Maybe, maybe you need to be prepared. Be ready. Be ready. And this will bring, this will bring up the last one. Boy, see there, we're, we're going to get out way early. <clears throat> this, really, number three and number four kind of go together. Number three and number four go together. What was number one? What was number one? We need, to, we need this because we, we, it's all about obedience. obedience. Uh, we need to be prepared and, and, and we need to study because of deception, number two. And then number three, because we need to be ready. We need to be ready. Now, here's the thing that this is going to do for you. This is the thing this is going to do for you. And, and I heard Brother Kenny say it. And he didn't, I didn't even tell him to say it. He, he, this is what he said. Uh, number three, it's all about confidence. Confidence and assurance. <clears throat> say it with me. Confidence and assurance. I think he used the word bold, if I remember right a while ago. But watch this. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 11, These things have I written unto you, that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may... Come on, everybody. That ye may... Know. Say it again. Know that you have eternal life. Do you know there's groups that's going to church every week hoping they're getting in? I'd have to take a a volume every single day if I was hoping to get in. Are y'all with me? If I had to worry whether I was in or not, I'd I'd go crazy. When I lay my head on my pillow, I know I'm in. When I wake up in the morning, I know I'm in. Nikki Joe, I know that I know that I know that I know my name is in the book of life. Say amen. Amen. That gives you confidence. When you know something, it gives you confidence. It gives you assurance. One of the number one things, the number one reasons or excuses or whatever I hear when I hear people talk, well, why don't you witness? Why don't you share your faith? Because I'm afraid. And then they'll say this, I'm afraid I won't know what to say. You know why? You're unprepared. But if you are prepared, you will know what to say. And by the way, didn't, didn't Jesus say he was going to help us with that? Didn't Jesus say he would give us the words we would need at the time? Now, don't get me wrong. Don't, don't be like them old-time preachers who said, you don't need the seminary, you don't need to do that. Just go up there and open your mouth and God will fill it with hot air. You do not go hunting with a rifle and no bullets. You gotta have some bullets in the gun. You gotta have your gun loaded. If you will have your gun loaded, God'll do the shooting. But if you're prepared, you'll have confidence. Here's let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. When I hear people talking about, you know, engines and motors and Chevrolet 350s. I, 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 can, be at, I can be at Dorgan's and them and, and they're, they're talking about this part goes to here and this makes this happen and this makes this over here work. I don't have a clue what they're talking about. So I do what the Bible says. I study to be quiet. <laughs> now some of you are laughing because you don't think it's in there. You know why you don't think it's in there? Because you ain't read it. You're unprepared. <laughs> Get your concordance out and see if it's not in there. Study to be quiet. It also says to mind your own business. Say amen. So when they're talking about that stuff, I don't get in the conversation. You know why? I don't know what they're talking about. I don't have any confidence whatsoever in what they're talking about. 
I, I could talk to people. I, I was sitting there with a bunch of electricians one day. They were talking about this that goes to this and this makes this work and that work. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, oh I'm going to die if I touch this stuff. I don't get involved in the conversation because I don't know what they're talking about. I don't have no confidence whatsoever because if I was to say something, I'd just make myself look stupid. So I study to be quiet. I don't say nothing. But if I'm in a diner, if I'm in Waffle House and somebody says something about the Bible, I'm going to park it with them and say, hey, let's talk. You know why? Because I know a little something. I don't know it all. I don't know it all, but I know enough to get involved in the conversation. Right? And it, and, it, and it just is a trigger. And then I can't stop it. Are y'all with me? Because I got, I got confidence. I got assurance. Some of us, we could be some of the greatest soul winners there ever was, but we won't take the time to invest and study in just a little bit so you can be prepared and confident. But let me tell you what this... Both, brother, DeWan, I think you said the word boldness too. Man, you, you, you go through that that day and you read your little devotion that day. And man, you're out at work and the, and the Holy Spirit's bringing back to remembrance the things that you've studied. And let me tell you what will happen. God will create. God will divinely create opportunities. How, how will he do that? He will call somebody to be curious about what you just learned. You studied it that day. You read it that morning. You went over it that week. And all of a sudden, somebody worse got a question about it. And you know what you can do? Let me help you with that. Confidence. Man, there's nothing like having some confidence. I don't want temple people to go out of here worrying, fretting. I want them to go out confident that we have the answer. Half of the Christians I know don't even act like they know the answer. Is Jesus not what's right for whatever's wrong in our life? Then let's act like it. Confident. Can, can we all be honest about 37 seconds? 37 seconds. You ain't got to be honest the rest of the day, just for right now. How many of y'all would be honest right now and say, you know what, preacher? I'd love to have more confidence in my Christian walk. I'd love to have boldness. You know, that's what the disciples asked for in the book of Acts. I'm probably, y'all don't believe this, and yeah, I ain't, there's no way I'm going to be able to convince you, but I'm telling you, I'm probably the most shy person in this room right now. Without a doubt. And, 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 and probably the, the, the last one that wants to talk to a total stranger. Period. I want to hide in the hole somewhere and hope people don't see me. But you know what? I figured this out. Boldness is not something you can fake or manufacture. Boldness has got to come from God. That's why Peter and the disciples there in the early church, that's what they asked for. God, give us boldness. And you know what he did? He gave him boldness. Some of y'all act like you don't. Come on. Go to your Bible. Go to your Bible. Acts 4. 
Acts 4, they were threatened, told to shut up, don't preach no more in his name. Acts 4, verse 29, Acts 4, verse 29, when you're there, say amen. amen. And now, Lord, this is the, they're back at the church now, they're back at the church and they're praying. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all, come on everybody, that with all, they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. 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 You know what gives me the boldness to stand in front of all these people? The Holy Ghost. If I didn't have that, I'd be fishing right now. It takes the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will fill you. And you'll not be operating in your power or your intellect or your ability. You'll be operating in the power of the Holy Ghost. And all God's people say it. I'm fairly confident. I'm fairly confident. If you'll take those four reasons, one of them will fit you. If not, just number one fits all of us. And all God's people say it. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. <clears throat> thank you for the privilege of...